This is episode 44 of the Chicken Charge podcast with host and CEO of All-in-One Security, Mary Parker. Mary's guest today is Lisa Washington. Most recently seen on the Food Network's All-Star Academy, Lisa is all about healthy food, clean beauty products, and utilizing Mother Nature in every aspect of your life. As CEO of the B. Tiley Wellness and Beauty Company, this three-time author is the epitome of taking a holistic approach to living your best life. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope everyone is well. Today, I am here with the CEO of All-in-One Security, the author of the autobiography, The Chick in Charge, the founder of the Mary Parker Foundation, and, and just general overachiever, uh, Mary Parker, who is the chick in charge. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you so much for that. I didn't even realize all of that, so I'll have to There's go back. More. <laughs> There's more. There's <laughs> more. That was quite abbreviated. Thank you so um, much. I'm going to embarrass you one, one, one time, and I'm going to make a big list. It's, it'll take about 20 minutes to go through. Um, and then you'll have to interview our guest exactly, after that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Maybe I should interview you. That next time, we should do that. That would be fun. Oh, I'm not sure, Sarah. I would like to do okay. that. Okay. And um, But today, we're, we're here with a, a lovely, lovely um, Atlanta gem named Lisa Washington. Lisa and I connected through a um, mutual friend, Keisha Cameron, mm, who we yes. love in Atlanta, Georgia. She's amazing. She really is. She is. Yep. She's an amazing person. And... Um, I was just before we jumped on, I was talking to um, Mary and Lisa and uh, Lisa and I connected immediately over food because I uh, spoke to her just around Thanksgiving time. <laughs> and I told her I was making five pies yes. for four people. Wow. Um, right. Right. And she was like, keep cooking. Keep That's cooking. Right. Sometimes right. you just got to experiment because mm -hmm. I made an apple pie that had no recipe. Oh my. And I just sort of did it. And she was very, very encouraging. And it came out so well. It was the favorite Wow. Oh, it was everybody's favorite. That happens. Wow. What were some of the others that you like made? I made two pecan pies, a pumpkin oh. pie, and a chocolate pie. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. I know. Chocolate and pecan. Chocolate? No, just separate. No. It was chocolate. Those was, were mine. Okay. Oh, Chocolate good. pie oh, yes. and good. pecan pie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Remember me next time. Yep. <laughs> Seven pies. Seven pies. Seven pies. Right, that's next year. That's next year. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited that Lisa's here because um, you talk about two, you know, you, you, you delve into two of the things that I love, which is food and beauty. Yes. Um, skin and health and f back to food. <laughs> Always back to food. Back to food. Yes. So I would love to hear how you got started in did you start in one or the other, or which which way did you go first? Well, the food was life, um, because oh, okay. my father was actually the first African-American chef to 
be over a restaurant here in Atlanta wow. called Davis Brothers Cafeteria in downtown Atlanta. Oh, cool. cool. He made history. He was the only African-American actually served in that particular time in 1952. They only served white people in the restaurant. Wow. And he was the first African-American chef. Amazing. Because of that, he actually helped integrate that restaurant. And so Davis Brothers Cafeteria was one of the first restaurants to serve blacks and whites together. Wow. So it's just wow. been life. Food has been life for me. That's amazing. Yes. That's yes. amazing. Yeah, my parents weren't, did, neither knew how to cook. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I grew up in the household. My dad was a chef and my mom was my dad's stew chef. That's how they met each other. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. She at came the restaurant. In, she came in to get a job as a waitress. Gotcha. It was kind of love at first sight. And he was like, well, you want to be my sous chef? Well, you are beautiful. So <laughs> I can you. only imagine how pretty your mom is and how, how handsome your dad is. Just yeah. smitten him right away. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Yep. She's, Thank you. You, you guys got to go and look at our social media because this woman is lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, you're so sweet. It's true. It's true. So, um, you jumped into food first. Where did you, where did you start? How did you start? Well, you know what? It was uh, hands-on training. My dad in okay. at home. Oh my God, my dad was so intense. I mean, they both passed on my mom and my dad. Okay. But my dad was so intense about absolutely anything I made. It was about presentation, about technique, and how you did things. Interesting. And as a child, I hated it. I hated cooking. I said, okay. I'll never be domestic. I'm never cooking for a man or anybody. I was just girl power. <laughs> I love that. Yes, girl power. But I so enjoyed cooking. And the funny thing about it interesting. is that it landed me on Food Network of just from my father and hating to cook. And I ended up um, posting my photos of my food. Okay, so, we, we talked about that too. Yeah, I wanted to remember what I cooked because I wanted to do a cookbook. So I would take a picture and post it, not write a recipe down. Oh, just wow. a picture because yep. I knew what entailed. Yeah. And I got a phone call from Food Network, not knowing it was Food Network at all, asking me, hey, would you like to be a part of this contest? I thought it was a contest in Atlanta that I would do. And I was like, right. yeah. He said, well, send me a headshot and three recipes that are original. And I said, okay. So I sent it. I'm like, why do you need a headshot for? I mean, I really was not paying attention to this situation at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I get to cook. And then they, an agent calls me and they were like, we, you know, we're going to send you this application. It's going to take three hours to finish. Oh my God. I said, what application is going to take three hours to finish for a contest in Atlanta. Right. And then I finally saw Script Food Network. Okay. okay. I was like, oh. Amazing. This is a bit much bigger than what I thought. Right. Oh, that was right. a yeah. wonderful surprise, it though. It was. You're right. Yeah. She's a great photographer because when I was looking at your website, I saw the pictures of the food and they were beautiful. Um, and then we talked about food stylists because yeah. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that there were people that basically, if, if you see an advertisement, it's, it's you know, for about like a hamburger. Someone has really tried to make that hamburger look so, so good. Yes. And it's amazing that the different kinds of jobs there are in, in food marketing. That's true. You're it's really right. interesting. You're right. But you're a great photographer. Well, thank you. Because well, that's all real food. Yeah, <laughs> and, and to that end, I go through the airports, I'm looking at magazines, and you know what they say? 
wow, that sure looks good. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just a picture. It's just a picture. Yeah, but that picture really sets the stage yep. for what I expect to taste once Absolutely. I get there. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, unfortunately, I have not had an opportunity to visit your website, but I promise I will do that. Oh, please. Yeah. You will love it, Well, you Mary. know, we're always adding new chefs with things that we do as well. Oh, amazing, good. amazing. Uh, but I, go, go ahead, Sarah. I want you to ask a couple more questions. I would the food love. Perspective. I'm I would not a love, at all. Oh, I love. No, yeah, but oh, I love food. When I it gets food. to the beauty and all of that, I'll chime in a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. When you um, when you finished your application, do you remember the three recipes that you submitted? I do remember the recipes that I submitted. You had, One yeah. was a um, fish dish that had fried capers on it, panko bread um, crumbs right. with fresh tomatoes and olives. It was Yum. more like a Mediterranean fish oh, dish wow. that I did. Um, and then I did a vegan pasta. That I, I make pasta from scratch. So I did a vegan pasta that was infused with basil leaves from my garden. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely did that. And then one was a dessert. It was my French chocolate ganache um, tart and with raspberries. I would like to order that for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was those three and I got a call back in 30 minutes. No. Yeah, it was 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, but it was a two-month audition. What? Yep. Out of um, how does that how does that happen? Well, they they want you to keep, they want to see personality. They wanted me to uh, submit more recipes and see how I cooked in okay. front of a camera. Okay. So a lot of it was cooking in front of a camera. Then I finally got the call that you are the top nine in the United States as one of the best home chefs in America. Wow. Wow. And so I went on and I was in New York for two weeks straight. I got to work with my icon, Alice Gorishelli, Wow. who was an iron chef. Okay. And she's also on Chopped. And it was my dream to cook next to her. And I got wow. to cook next to her. That's How fantastic. Amazing. And I learned so much. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. What did you? What was one thing you you learned that you could share with us? The first thing I learned. First of all, when I walked in, Alice Gorshelli says, first of all, it's culinary school. Basically, it, okay. it really is. Um, it was intense. Twelve hours shooting every single day. Um, but the thing she learned, she said, you would never cook the same, and I haven't. I mean, it took me to another level of cooking. But she taught me you have to use an acid. The, 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 the four elements of cooking is that you want something that is sweet, but you also want a fat. You also want a salt, but you also want an acid. Those elements balance out to like a perfect dish. Wow. So whenever I'm cooking, I make sure that we have, I have those elements in there, especially an acid. I can't think of what an acid would be. Lemons, okay. citrus, okay. Yes. a vinegar mm-hmm. is okay. an acid. Those are acids. That's yes. what made my pie, my apple pie so good, was I used lemon juice. Yeah, there you go. In my pie. And, of course, I'm sure you used the fat. Um, butter. butter. Yep. Butter. Uh-huh. Brown, you used sugar, of course. Brown sugar and white sugar. I mixed. I diversified with my sugar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Broke both sugars. They taste so different. They feel different. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Well, let's jump to beauty now, Well, Mary, before going there, uh, if I you want, want to, to ask about entrepreneurship. Yes. Did, do you treat your cooking today as an entrepreneur? Yes, I do. Okay. Were you doing that before the show? That's a good question. Actually, I was. 
Oh, great. That's wonderful. Actually, I was. That's wonderful. So you actually have taken your passion. Yes. Created a business. Yes. And it's now at a whole, it's a national, yes, international it level. It now. actually is international level. That's very funny you say that because I was at the Marriott Marquis for an event. Um, and this lady from Korea ran up to me. Oh, my. And it freaked me out. She was like, Oh, I watch you on Food Network and your food. It it just blew me away. You know, that, that was the weird part about being on television. That you know, for that wow, it was two weeks, but the show was for two months, gotcha. so people remembered who you were. So it was international. You're right. That is one. We have a international superstar <laughs> on the show today. I'm impressed, oh, and we are very, you. very happy to have you here with thank us you. today. I'm, I feel very grateful because you are amazing. I mean, I know you are amazing, and so many people in this city love you and what you do in your story. I'm so impressed by that. So to sit here and to be a part of this show, I'm going to say here, it is, here, it's just, yeah. a, it's just yeah. amazing. And yeah. I know when I know you're a very humble woman, and you, but you are incredible. Well, thank you so much you're for welcome. sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, to that end, I want to hear about beauty. Because she is beautiful. I know. Not for that reason. <laughs> I want to hear about beauty. And how do you manage such beauty oh, with the work that you do? You know, it's funny. I've always been into, I started a skincare company 11 years ago. We've been a new beauty magazine, um, which was just blew me away five times because it's an international magazine. It's an organic green skincare company. And the, I got into skincare when I was 10. My dad, we grew up in Cascade area. In, my, in our neighborhood, people would win awards for rose gardens. Right. And my daddy had this prize rose garden. And I oh plucked all the leaves off to make rose water tonic when I was 10 years old. Of course, I got in a lot of trouble. But it I sounds thought, great, though. <laughs> but it was amazing. What 10-year-old needs rose water tonic? But I, I've always was, I've just had this thing about making skincare and your skin looking beautiful. And one of my top sellers in my skincare is a rose water tonic. I was like, my dad would be proud. <laughs> he would be very proud. Yes, he, he would. would. He would be very proud. But I've always been to skincare for over 20-some years because I think that what you put in your body and on your body makes a difference. And so I've always wanted to provide something for myself and my family that was natural and organic, that you don't have to put chemicals. And being sick, I was born with kidney disease, it was so easy uh, for me to get sick when I put chemicals on my body, like immediately it would happen. Oh, that's interesting. And I was like, I need to find something that works for my body, but I also want it to work for my children and my husband's body as well. And so I started skincare line once I finished school in holistic nutrition and medicine. Wow. Wow, yeah. you are an amazing woman. Oh, thank you. You are so amazing. The creativity that's, that you have uh, allowed to go forth thank is you. absolutely amazing. Because so many times we get stuck Yes. with that one thing. Yes. And we've already talked about three things that you do, and you do very, very well. So thank that you. is so encouraging. And so let's talk about the, I, I love the entrepreneur. Let's talk about beauty and the entrepreneur because yeah. what we are doing is empowering women. Yes. How important as a, as a businesswoman, how important is what she looks like? Oh my gosh, it's very important. And it's not even, it's, I don't believe it's important because what are people going to think about me? I think it's important because what am I thinking about myself? So I think that's why it's so important that we present for ourselves first, 
because that's what's going to be presented to the world. So when I get up in the morning, I do my skincare regimen, I do my meditation, and I do my prayer to beautify my soul and my mm -hmm. spirit. I know this is what I'm giving also out to the world that I'm facing. So I think that it's a beauty that starts with us first and for us first before we think about how we're going to project that to other people. That was an excellent answer. Thank you. Because it included being beautiful inside and out. Yes. And in today's environment, with so many, so, with social media, yes. I, I can't downplay social media, so many women are looking at beauty as is displayed by so many other women. Yes. What would you say to uh, the young woman who's contemplating? I had a conversation with the young lady. She was 28 years old. Has, she hasn't had children yet. She's interested in having a boob job. Um, and that is vanity. Yes. Beauty today, the industry, uh, consumers, I mean, just so many billions of dollars spent in that. And now that so much cosmetic surgery is used yes. to enhance that beauty. What, talk a little bit about that as a 28-year-old who wants to have a breast implant or a breast job. Yeah. How is that, what type of impact will that have on her as it relates to feeding? Yes, yes. Nurturing, uh, nur feeding her baby once she has children. Well, I think, because I, I do have friends who do have uh, um, breast implants and taking care of your child, um, it doesn't affect, like in, in, a, in a physical way, we don't, it don't affect. I have girlfriends who breastfed their children and they have breast implants and their children are totally fine. But there is a cost when you think about that. If that breast implant leaks, then you're on another level. So you right. do have to consider such things. If I was talking to a 28-year-old about doing that, outside of motherhood, I want to know why would you want to do that? What is the source? Where is that coming from? I would advise for her to think a little deeper if it was coming from a source of, I'm not enough. Because that's the real issue. Mm -hmm. It's not about- Now it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So it's like, where is that? What is the source of wanting to do that? Anything that you try and enhance, it's something within you saying, I'm not enough. You have to address that first. I would tell her to take some time out address that first and then come back to that again very very good very good that's pretty much what i said to her <laughs> honey baby give yourself a little time yeah you know you start doing these adjustments at 28 what's going to happen when you're 48 yeah have to do it again you got to do it again because that skin will sag yeah yeah <laughs> so let, let's talk about skin care yes for a moment i i just wanted to throw that piece in because yeah. i'm seeing so you're much right. so much of it how if any way uh, skin care can help us to eliminate some of the, the um, alterations that we're, that we're having. One thing I love, my skin care is in plastic surgeon's office, which I applaud because of the fact that there are more and more people are more conscious about wanting to go a natural route versus doing something a little bit more invasive. I applaud my plastic surgeons. They're like, you know what, I want to bring that right. option in because people have the freedom to do whatever they yes. like to do, but to have that option. And so for me, my skincare is very important because it does help with fine lines and wrinkles and dark spots and all these different things. So it, but it's natural and it's organic. So it gives this, the lady or the gentleman an opportunity to say, wait a second, 
Let's try this out first and see what happens. Because what you put on your body and in your body, it really affects your well-being. And one of my mantras in my, con in my company is sustainable beauty. Sustaining the God-given beauty that, that he gifted you. Mm -hmm. How can we sustain that without altering that right. through with knives right. and surgeries and implants and such? Love, love. I love that because, you know, one of the things for, and I'll say myself and some of my girlfriends, well, we are all now in our mid-60s. Yeah. And we're faced with, what do we do? Yeah. For well, the first time, we're starting to see the loose neck. Right. Or the crow's feet on our eyes. So I don't I'm, see that at all. <laughs> I've learned to cover it up, Mary. First she said mid-60s. I know, right? I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> so we, I, I'm going to let them know about your product. Thank you. And you and I will talk I about feel your bad product you, after after the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Thank because you. I'm, I'm one of those that's very slow to consult with a dermatologist about where we're going to go from here. Right. So, Sarah, thank you. This was an excellent candidate. Oh, Problem thank solved. You. Um, in reading a little bit more about you and the questions that you asked earlier, we talked about your first job. Now, I heard your first job as creating the rose tonic water. That was ah. actually that was it, did yeah. you think? But about here it. you talk about yeah. Burger King. I did. Yeah. So a that's so amazing how you went from the tonic water from building yourself from within and then on to the food market. Right, it's amazing. So talk about that a little bit. And what impact does working at Burger King have for you? And can you bring some of that experience to today's market? Everything serves what's in front of us, if allowed. And I was a teenager, and I remember working at Burger King. First thought I thought was this. This is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life, so I need to go and get an education. Because <laughs> you, you, you just learn from everything. Second thing I learned from that is that you need to be an excellent at whatever you do. If the job is to walk down the street and to pick up trash, you need to be excellent at walking down do the it street. With the spirit of excellence. Right, and gratitude. Mm. And I think that's the thing that working at Burger King gave me. I did learn to work really, really hard because it was really hard and very long hours lifting and picking things up. And I was like 86 pounds <laughs> at that time. And just being excellent at whatever I did. I remember my boss saying, that needs to be done better. That needs to be done better. And you could take that and say, well, this is just a job at Burger King. But it's like, no, he's right. right. My dad That's taught true. me that. Yep. Yes. That needs to be done. I, I grew up with that. That could be done better. And so that's what I learned. And that has translated through everything in my life. How can this be done better? That is wonderful advice. Um, and, and I want to just take a second to address our women business owners. Regardless of what industry you're serving, mm -hmm. there's always room for us to do it better. Yes. And I applaud you for having that spirit of excellence Thank you. as you have grown through your, um, through, as you've grown yeah. through the various industries where you serve. And you're no joke. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely no joke. The wow. things that you do and how you've meshed them all together. Thank you. It's really, really remarkable. Thank so you. So is, is there anything else you want to say? And I know that in reading uh, the answers to your questions, one of the things you said, if you had, if you could say 
talk to your younger self is learn as much as you can yes from everyone everyone that is so fundamental yes so fundamental yes. and I'm sure that um, you are a mentor yes I am and I'm sure that's one of the things that you will advise your mentees I advise them every time learn from everyone if someone is in your presence they now are your teacher Wow that's amazing yes. and of course we know your dad was uh, one of your mentors. He was my mentor. Sounds like your mom was as well. Oh, mommy was. Yes. Oh, yes, she was. So how, with that, how important do you believe mentors, in addition to your family, outside? Yes. How do, how, what do you think about that? It's so funny you ask that question because I was um, thinking about that this morning, not necessarily in a mentor-mentee capacity, but what I was thinking about was no one have gotten to where they're at alone. Yeah. Nice. And, and I think that's what having a mentor is about. They're moving you forward. It's like it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village to raise a powerful, successful woman or man. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> you know? And so I think that is so important to have a mentor. I'm always looking for mentors. Yes, yes, yes. Same here. I'm always looking for mentors and always, always looking for the opportunity to give back. Yes. In the form of being a mentor for someone else. Absolutely. And so, Sarah, would you, I know that you mentor a lot. Is there something that you want to chime in here with? I just want to go back to um, something that we had talked about before we jumped, um, jumped on uh, the podcast, which was that, um, and you mentioned it really briefly at the beginning, which was that you have a, a health ailment, you have had oh, a, a disease. Yeah. Yes. And um, I just wanted to know if you could talk a little bit about that and what that journey was like for you. Wow. And, and just, just a little bit. And I'm interested to see, did that bridge you even more strongly into food? Yes. And your interest in your food health, yeah. and, and, and into your your uh, your beauty product line yes. as well. It just seems that seems to be a triangle of completion. There. It is. OK. Everything stemmed from my health. Gotcha. Everything I do. I, I, I tell people. Well, tell me the name of, of your of the disease you mentioned again. Well, actually, it's kidney disease, but it's un, it's unspecified. OK. They don't know. I was born okay. with scarred kidneys that were very small. Okay. When I was seven, they told my mother that I would probably have a tra I would need a kidney transplant one day. And you did. And I did need a tra kidney transplant after I had my second son. Okay. And seven years later, after I had my second son, I was on dialysis. Uh, actually, I was in a coma for three days. Wow. Came out of it. Was wow. on dialysis for three months. Wow. And then my husband found out that he was my perfect match, and he gave me his kidney ten years ago. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Now that is definitely a soulmate. Yep. yep. And it's strengthened me because the day I launched my skincare company, I had a stroke. The day after, I had a, well, the day of, I had a stroke. Related to the kidney. It was late. I had a stroke related to the kidneys. And that's what okay. brought about the coma, the dialysis, and the transplant. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And you, so you found out that your husband was your was a, a perfect a match, a perfect match. I can't yes. even say it. A perfect match. Yeah, yeah. Perfect um, match. You know, how do you, so you use... Your, how do your products represent that? Well, it's about what you put in and on your body makes a difference. Our skin absorbs, it's the biggest organ in our body. I have some friends that I need to share this with for, yeah. 
so yeah, some and so important. it absorbs into the body, into okay. the bloodstream. So it's so important about the ingredients that I have in my skincare. Okay, there is no chemicals. It's all natural and it's also all organic Great. because I know that it's affecting people's well-being. Well, you look amazing yeah. and you're so yeah. pretty. Oh, and you're so sweet. No, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy it. I, it's yeah. nice to it's nice to say that to someone. It feels oh, good. And so natural. It's such oh. a natural yes. beauty. Thank you. The yeah. two of Thank you, you. Are, are gorgeous ladies. So I can just be over here and be boring. No, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Those, those green eyes. <laughs> That's right. And we've got there to we teach go. her to not be so hard on herself. Right? Because you are a gorgeous girl. You mm. better own it. Own it. Own it. Yes. I'm going to own it. I'm going to work. Belo- I'm going to work on it. anyway. I'm going to work on it. So, um... When you started your skincare line, you got you got sick right before that. Well, I was yeah, I was way, I was I was born sick. Right. But when everything but failed, it, kind of it was the day a... of when I launched my skincare company. We Amazing. sold out all of the products. Uh, my girl, my best friend is a doctor. Okay. Everyone had left, and my face started to twitch in my hands. And I've been sick all my life, so I knew what was happening. So wow. I looked at all my, my friend and my doctor, girlfriend that was there, and I said, I think I'm having a stroke. And she said, yes, you are. So they got me to the hospital. My blood pressure was out of control. And that's when they had to put me on emergency dialysis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But my, kept, my company kept going. How? Because I set it up that way. I knew I was, I knew I was sick. I've been sick all my life. So I set life, my company, everything is set up with that consciousness for it to keep going. So my assistants and people I set up in my company, they kept the company going. And a year later, we're in Whole Foods. A year later after that, we were in um, New Beauty Magazine five times. So you don't, you live your dream short alone and you set things up so they can keep moving. Not just for the moment. See, That's Mary, Mary talks about that yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it, interesting. Business can't just be you. No. no. If so, you're just an employee of that business. You're so right. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, yeah. I wanted you to elaborate just a little bit. I use olive oil all over my skin. Yeah. But I want you to talk about some of those things that we are like, I'm listening now, and I'm thinking the chemicals that's in the makeup and the hair yep. dye yes. and the lotions yes. and the soaps. Yes. We don't think about that as being a hazard we don't. to our health. We do not. Address that a little bit. Well, first of all, everything you put on your body absorbs into your skin. This is a scary part about it. Babies absorb five times faster Wow. in their skin when they place something on their skin. It five times faster than our own skin because our skin has been built up. It's a lot tougher yeah. for babies and me. So think about these chemicals, and they directly go into the bloodstream, which affects your lungs and your heart. When you think about the cancers, it's a, what it is is toxins. It's toxins that's in the body through what we breathe, what we eat, and what we place on our skin. So that's why it's so important that you put in the right things, that you're doing natural things, that you put coconut oil, olive oil, avocado, Mm -hmm. different things that can naturally moisturize the skin. That's why it's important to do those things because we eat olive oil. Yeah. We eat coconut oil. We eat avocados. So that's why it's important to put those types of things on the skin. Very good. Wow. Yeah, I started that a few years ago. No, that's very good. (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) 
Well, this has been so informative. I don't want to let you go. But I know we're on a schedule here. Before leaving, what one tip you would like to leave with our listening audience, especially now that we're into the holiday season? Oh, my, especially now that we're into a holiday season. Two things that I'm doing for the holiday season that I tell myself. I am more than enough, and what I have given is more than enough. Because usually during the holiday season, you just overdo everything because it's the holiday season. So that's the tips that I would give. That's a really good one. That's a really, <laughs> really good one. And I'm so reminded of growing up with my grandmother. Yeah. And I would ask her, why did we always have to put away all this food? Yeah. Mainly because I had to wash the mason jars. <laughs> oh, my God. But her answer was very similar. Wow. Because we have to make sure that we have more than enough. Yes. So everyone else in the community will have enough. Enough. I love that. I love yours as well. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. You were an excellent guest today. Thank you. And we'll have you back. We oh, don't know lovely. which show yet, but you will definitely come back on the show Sarah, thank you so much for coordinating and getting such, such a wonderful guest today. And, and I'm so happy to meet you. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Sarah Port, thank you. This is ending our session for now. I know. And it's we'll been be, a great we'll session be, this morning. Yeah, and we'll be, we'll be out until after the new year. So, yeah, so, so you know what to tell people. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And please be safe. God bless you. You don't have to leave the station, but we're going. But stay tuned. We'll be back. Merry Christmas and thank you. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success. Tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Charge.